0: is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. Today, we are going to talk about death, or rather, how death changes the way we go about our day-to-day. When people are dying, or when you feel that you have a limited time on this planet, the way that you show up, the way that you interact with your environment, changes significantly and is a very powerful shift that I feel like we should all Incorporate more. So, I want to talk about it. So, here we go. (laughs) All right. So, as I spoke about last week, my grandfather is dying. He feels that his time on this planet is limited, he feels like his body is giving out. And After he vocalized this to my grandmother, I began noticing a shift in his behavior. He is your typical grumpy old man. He's not the warmest. He's not very cheery. He tends to just have a bit of a heavy approach to life, and after feeling like he's going to be dying soon, his mood has shifted drastically. And his approach and interactions with those around him have also really improved and changed for the better. And I'm noticing that just his quality of life in general is so much better. And I've been trying to integrate some of those changes that I've seen in him into my day-to-day. And they've made such a difference. A lot of people tend to be scared of death, so this topic in general or even kind of adopting that state of mind that perhaps this could be your last day or like really take it in may be something that scares people, you know, or there could be a bit of a superstitious vibe going on in regards to it, but I feel like that really severely limits the capacity in which you are able to experience and appreciate life. It's almost like people that are scared to go to the doctor, you know? If your body is shutting down and you don't go to the doctor because you're scared of being told something's wrong and then you end up, like, dying prematurely because you didn't get something checked out, I mean, what good is that? Wouldn't it be better to approach something and, like, care for yourself? Like, it just creates such a much more meaningful experience in life, you know? And it kind of coincides with the idea that we're often scared of what we don't understand. Any fear or discomfort that you may have about this topic, I invite you to just send those parts of you love that are scared of the unknown and understand that this I mean death is inevitable for everybody so why not approach it with love you know what i'm saying like it just makes it so much easier why kick and scream and ignore it just keeps you in the in the darkness in the shadows allow yourself the opportunity to explore life honoring death and just understanding that it's all part of the same cycle i have other podcast episodes specifically about the process of dying like we talk about this a lot because it's something i'm very passionate about taking that weird stigma off of it but yeah i just invite you to um kind of try on a new perspective right now and understand that by leaning into this topic you are not welcoming death or a premature death but rather you are taking command of your experience on this planet In light of this topic, I had a very weird realization right now where I'm like sitting in my little room, you know, like I have my like stupid little lighting here, my camera. It's not stupid, but it just feels silly. This just all feels silly and it's weird to me that I'm just sitting in my room speaking to this phone and somehow it is reaching thousands of people. (laughs) It's just so weird. Anyways, okay, let's get into it. So the first thing is spend time with magical people. The same idea of keeping items around you that really spark joy or just make you feel fantastic, you know? Keep people close to you that make you feel the same way. If somebody doesn't make you feel that way or is consistently like invading your boundaries or just leaving you feeling drained or whatever why keep them around like why continue putting yourself through that I definitely feel like yes there are situations and things to learn from people that create discomfort you know they they push us and teach us things However, sometimes it's just unnecessary and it just keeps going and there's no point in keeping that person close. You are doing your, your soul and their soul a service by cutting that tie because you're giving them an opportunity to grow and self-reflect. Whether they do it or not is totally on them. But that exchange, if it's not feeling good for you, it's not going to feel good for them either, you know? Don't keep those people around. Sometimes the people in our life that make the greatest impact on us are ones that we don't get along with at first or that challenge us in perhaps ways that uh, we don't necessarily want to be challenged in, you know? But there's a big difference between constantly being given lessons of self-reflection and lessons to expand our thinking and lessons to show love in a certain way versus empty, heavy, circular conversations. And I would even say, like, going with the three-strike rule, you know, if in three back-to-back interactions somebody leaves you with absolutely nothing to take from, or the same lesson, perhaps, then let them go. There's a cycle being repeated that doesn't need to be repeated anymore. Make the change and push them away a bit. If there's somebody like a family member or somebody that you work with, then just don't give them as much of your energy or attention, you know? But only surrounding yourself with people that foster and fuel your expansion, your perspectives, your just healing is so damn powerful. You are a reflection of your environment and your environment is a reflection of you, you know? It goes both ways. If you level up the people that are around you, only surrounding yourself with people that perhaps you don't even feel deserving to be around because they're just so cool, (laughs) you know? Naturally, it's gonna make you step up your confidence and push you into a whole higher way of operating so surround yourself with people that matter to you you know or that you strive to be more like second be present this is a given this we talk about often but i'm gonna approach it in a different way in dance transitions are most important So the period between movements, how you go from point A to point B makes a world of difference. A very mediocre dancer will emphasize point A and point B, throwing away the transition. So it'll look very choppy. A very skilled dancer will prioritize the transition, the experience in between movements, like riding that wave once you get to point B then you ride the wave to point C. By putting attention to the transitions, it makes everything look seamless, effortless, very hypnotic. That is where the magic is. And the same thing with us. Life is about the journey. It's not about the goals we reach because once we reach a goal, just as fast as it came, we start a new path to the next one, you know? If you prioritize the experience between two paths... You are able to learn more, absorb more, experience more, connect more, feel more grounded. It really aligns you to the magic of the moment. All we have is the present. This is where we create. This is where the magic lies. And if we are able to stay so present and grounded in everything happening around us, in our bodies, around us, whatever... We are able to really, like, lead the puzzle pieces to a place that is far greater than we could have ever imagined versus us completely neglecting all of that and solely stressing on reaching the destination. That destination is going to come and go, okay? With goals, I mean, you want to believe that they are inevitable and they are if you, like, operate as so you know so why stress so much on that that is only a slight glimpse or a slight little i don't know what the word is shimmer you know what i'm saying that just kind of passes us real quick and it feels good and it will be there and it will always be there even if it's in the past or you know that moment of time happens and happened and will happen whatever (laughs) tense and all of tenses but the magic is right now when people pass away a lot of times they express that they miss things like drinking a cup of coffee feeling the sunlight on their face I was reading (laughs) I was reading a news article that was saying that this old woman um, she's in a wheelchair and she wanted her caregiver to take her outside because she wanted to feel the wind in her crotch (laughs) you know so it's the little things uh it's those little things that make all the difference that is what life is it's the laughs it's putting on clothing it's being creative it's self-expression it's relationships conversations it's not just about the goals it's about the experience of everything so put more attention into the experience of things. There's a truck reversing outside, sorry, so it's a beeping. Number three, pursue what makes your heart sing. And this doesn't necessarily have to coincide with like make sure your what you do for a living is your passion. It's okay to have hobbies if your job, is not fully resonating with your heart but even in cases like that where your job isn't resonating with your heart what can you extract from that how can you be present how can you be passionate about what you're doing how can you share your passion to those around you how can you infuse that area that experience with passion and with your heart you know with love are inner being is operating in such a way that is solely the experience of our heart singing like our inner being's heart is always singing and there's always music and dancing and it's a party (laughs) how can you incorporate that now in all aspects of your life what makes you happy what brings you joy look for it find it chase that, incorporate that into your day-to-day, even in situations where you may feel stuck. That is where freedom lies. And sometimes life circumstances forces us to kind of explore new methods of finding that. Um, for example, my grandpa is having some really severe mobility issues. So things like playing racquetball or Going on a walk, doing some sort of outing is very difficult for him because he just can't walk around. It's really hard for him to move. Because he feels his last days are here, he's trying to go out with a bang or to just feel good. So he's had to lean into other hobbies, such as (laughs) he's an engineer and he really enjoys spreadsheets, you know? So he'll make spreadsheets about things, he'll look at finances, he'll watch his old movies or like read new things about stuff, do his crossword puzzles. Like, unfortunately, he's had to take attention off of previous methods of joy and passion, you know, but by leaning into these other ones. And really filling his day with things like that, with a good nap even, you know, just really focusing on what makes him feel good, it makes all the difference. And it's improved his mood drastically because he's no longer just trudging through, feeling the weight of everything. It's almost like he's, everybody is outside today. There are airplanes, there are trash trucks, there's construction, (laughs) it's a party. Um... This process has almost allowed him to see that fear and anxiety and heaviness is just not necessary. Like, letting that fill your heart space and weigh you down, there's just no point in it. You know, if this was literally your last day on this planet, why would you let yourself be at the mercy of all of this weight? Even if there is weight around you, like this being your last day or something like that, doing, filling that day with joy and peace and love creates so much freedom and excitement and just really allows you to honor everything that you have here. Like just looking around my room with that understanding. It's like I have this skeleton mermaid. That brings my heart so much joy. And if grabbing it and giving it a hug right now is going to just boost that up a tiny bit, like boost my happiness notch up, then I'm going to do it because why the hell not? You know what I'm saying? Like this, I have a dining room table. I haven't sat in it for a while because I've just been enjoying sitting on the floor. But now looking at it, like I kind of love it. And I just want to like let it know that I love it. And I just want to sit on it because that will bring me joy. This leads us very seamlessly into number four. Sit in gratitude more. Focus on what others mean to you. Foster more love. Love never hurt anybody. It's the absence of love that causes pain, you know? So love more. Again, like these walls, I've never like hugged my wall before, but right now I'm getting the urge to because I feel like that's gonna allow me to align with more love because I'm gonna be feeling the experience of love and gratitude in my body just by sending love and gratitude to my wall for being there to protect me, you know? Like, it's just like a silly little thing, but again, if this was your last day here, why the fuck not? Go for it, who cares, you know? This beeping outside, (laughs) it's creating an experience for me, it's creating feelings of frustration, but it's also making me kind of wanna laugh it off, you know? It's like, I can be grateful for that sound, for just making me remember how important play is, and to just release, which is actually the next one. But before I get there, I want to share a story. My grandpa, so I get along with him very well. I'm one of the, he's better now, but for a majority of my life, I was the only one, or one of the few, that really had a relationship with him, that really got along with him, and I know that I'm very special to him. And lately, when I see him, he's been, like, caressing my face, really looking at me in the eyes, taking me in, in a way that he didn't previously. And it, it's been very heartbreaking, because I know that he's just kind of, like, taking in my essence, you know? Savoring it, I suppose, uh, before he leaves. But there's also something beautiful about that, where it's like, if we could do that now, just completely surrender to those around us that we love and just take them in and appreciate them, you know, all the way, how different would you be showing up? How different would your interactions be? Because I know for me, A lot of, like, little surface anxieties or doubts or, I don't know, I guess traumas, like abandonment stuff, thinking that they're going to, I don't know, just all of that junk is just going to fall off because it won't matter because the emphasis will be on I really love this person and I just want to take them in and I don't care what they think about me because I'm not going to be here forever, you know? But I feel like rather than that coming from a state of, like, I'm not going to be here forever so let me do this now. Just being able to honor that now where it's like I'm operating from such a pure place of love and that is everything and that's only going to add more love to this exchange. Fill parts of them with love and it just, I swear to God, love is just the best. It just creates so much ease and I've been trying to integrate that more with people around me, like really take them in. Uh, You know, I, I, have dance performances every weekend and even the way that I am performing has shifted because now I really want to make a connection with like the soul of the person in the audience or that I'm dancing with or that's around me you know like I really want to make this meaningful tangible connection and really like soak in the experience of this exchange we're happening without fear um, and that's very vulnerable but being able to really just feel grateful and happy and just appreciative of these experiences that we get to have just the fact that we get to experience things in this physical world is so fucking sick you know that's so cool and I feel like it really takes off a layer of like Having our walls up and like being inside. We're not here to hermit inside of our bodies, inside of our shells. You know, we're here to grow and expand and make connections. And I feel like feeling gratitude towards that and all of the little connections with the sky, with the buildings, with the people, with the bugs, whatever, animals, allows you to really sit in that more and take advantage of all of the wisdom that's around you. It allows you to be more receptive to it, see what's there, and figure out how to utilize it. Number five, play more. Life is uncomfortable sometimes. You know, it just happens. But when we approach uncomfortable situations with a lighthearted, playful, a very fairy-like kind of attitude it immediately puts you in the driver's seat. There is a fearlessness in play that really aligns you to your like creator spirit. Because you are just exploring. There's no, not necessarily any expectation. You're just kind of taking things as they are, exploring, like seeing what would happen if you change things like this. You're just open to the experience of things. So naturally... Any lingering fear or stress or anxiety is alleviated a bit, which then allows you to see clearer, to feel more grounded, and to take better command of a situation because you're not getting lost in all of these, all of this surface panic. At the same time, play fuels our creativity, and creativity is everything. One thing that makes us human, you know? is the ability to imagine these incredible things, to come up with these intricate stories, to create these intricate creations, turn them into books, turn them into stories, turn them into things, turn them into projects, turn them into uh, global movements, whatever it is, you know? If you don't play and allow yourself to explore parts of you, you know? You aren't able to tune into that and make meaningful changes or even see room for new meaningful changes, you know, because if you're too stuck in your current circumstances, it literally blinds you. To get out of that, you need to be creative. How do you be creative? Play. Explore. Go outside. Imagine there are fairies around. Play with them. Get some paint. Paint the walls play with the paint. what does it feel like how do you want to express it you know like honor that inner child of yours because that inner child is so wise and is just so in control and in command of who they are this is your body this is your mind you are the one that is controlling it and telling it what to do or setting the rules as to who interacts with it and how you are even if those are subconscious you are always in control this is you don't be scared of you you are the one that is you are the one making decisions you are the one carrying things out talk to yourself look at yourself play with yourself you know play with your psychology explore it foster curiosity In dance, a lot of times people are scared to really like throw themselves into movement. For example, like technical dance, like with jazz, if you're doing a leap, you can't just like half-ass do a leap. If you do a leap, you need to go. Do a -a. (laughs) leapa. You need to, um, yeah, you need to like put your whole body into it in order to jump high, jump far, extend your legs, like open your chest open your arms you know what I'm saying and a lot of times people will get scared that like oh no what if I fall what if I hurt myself there's just discomfort in like bursting out real quick and like this like powerball and I always say when teaching is like these are your legs this is your body you are instructing it how to open and how then to land You don't just jump and then let your legs, (laughs) like, collapse beneath you. You are instructing it. So why are you scared of your body? Instruct it. Be aware of it. Be present in that moment. Again, it's the same thing with the transitions or, like, the, the time in between things, you know? Be present there. There's nothing to be scared of. This is you. So play. Explore. Have a collaboration with yourself. Number six. Aim to understand. This goes in line with the idea of forgiveness or tying up loose ends. The point of forgiveness is not to alleviate the other person of something that they have done, but rather it's to alleviate you from the power that you have allowed somebody's actions to have over you forgiveness frees you. The point is to heal you. And the best way to go about that is through understanding. When you aim to understand why somebody did what they did, you are not excusing their actions, but rather you are able to gain insight on the sequence of events that have caused them to react or act a specific way. While you may not agree with that process, it at least allows you to become a little bit more compassionate towards their struggles, understanding that it is not a personal attack, but rather a culmination of their life's events, right? We've had this conversation before. We are all just trying our best. And that looks different for everybody on any given day, you know? We are just doing our best to survive. And sometimes people cope with that by not surviving, you know? But by just kind of giving up and operating in that heavy state, which then causes them to, like, act out and stuff like that. But that's all they've got. That's all they feel they can do. finding forgiveness or understanding Sometimes requires holding a conversation with the other person, but other times it's just kind of shifting your perspective on it, you know? It's like with me and my uncle that sexually abused me. I do not wish to have a conversation with him, but that doesn't mean that I don't understand. (laughs) I hate saying that. It doesn't mean I don't understand where he was coming from. I greatly disagree with it. But I understand that he was just trying his best to live and survive his own traumas. And I can find some peace of mind in that. And that allows me to let it go. And that's all I need, you know. When we pass away and we go into life review, you know. You have to process all of this junk anyways, so why not process it now so that it's not haunting you and weighing on you? You know, you're able to kind of move through everything, tie up those loose ends now so that you feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically now. We are here to be humans and explore this 3D world. Why keep ourselves filled up with all of this? baggage you know heal it tie it up find peace within stuff move forward then you don't have to worry about it ever again it doesn't grow it doesn't cause weird blockages in your energy field everything's free-flowing everything feels wonderful you are at peace and you can move forward knowing that you did your best and that's all that matters and again doing your best doesn't mean being conscious of our actions because sometimes doing our best is just surviving, you know, and you just were going on autopilot and that's fine. That's just, it happened and that's okay. So this also has to do with showing forgiveness for yourself, showing compassion for yourself and understanding that sometimes you're not feeling so hot and you become detached from yourself and unaware of your actions and what you're saying to people and stuff like that and it has repercussions or it causes pain to others that's fine it happens you don't have to beat yourself up for it you know you were going an autopilot xyz happened okay great take something out of it And apply it to the next situation. Now you know not to get lost in that. Or what's one thing you can do to ensure that doesn't happen again? You know, like learn from it. Don't repeat it. Learn from it. But also if you do repeat it, we're human. It happens. It's all good. Make life easier by clearing up the clutter. This is hyper-focused on relationships right now. But even just like little tasks to do. All of that just causes excess like noise in the back of your head that just causes stress and anxiety just knock it out you know let it go clear it up life is too short to let all of that stuff poke at you let it go number seven be vulnerable it can be uncomfortable but vulnerability allows you to (laughs) Whoa, (laughs) let me try that again. But vulnerability allows you to connect to people on a different, on a deeper level. Okay, start over. But vulnerability allows you to connect to people on a deeper level, to build trust, to build relationships, to build communities, support, family. Vulnerability is what allows you to make an honest connection with another human being. Again, we are here to grow and expand through each other. You can't do that if you're closed off. And one of the things that will help with that is healing. So aiming to understand tying up loose ends, as well as operating in a place... Well, actually, all of these will help with that. (laughs) Belonging and love. I believe is the third. I could be wrong, but it's on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay, it's a it's a deep human desire to feel connected and belonging. It's part of like our psychology growing up. You know, there's a whole stage that's dedicated to settling into our environments and like trying to be uh, cool and adored and desired i believe that's like particularly true during adolescence you know there's a hyper focus on friends and like just kind of having to play the game of what's cool and what's not so that you feel part of things and you aren't bullied and stuff like that but even kids bully because if they they don't want to look like they themselves are the weirdo, you know, it all goes into like weird psychology stuff. But belonging is a really important thing. So being vulnerable, allowing people in is, makes such a difference. It also releases the weight that trauma may have, or insecurity, or just inner demons, baggage, whatever, have on you. Because You are not giving them power. You are not allowing them to dictate your worth. But rather, you are saying, No, I am worthy of human interaction. I am cool enough to be loved. I am a great person. I'm going to share that with somebody else. Or even if I'm not, if I don't feel like I'm a great person, I'm still a human being and I have interests, so let me like explore with this other human being who might be cool, and that in itself will offer healing. Especially with people that have gone through trauma, bonding with somebody else or discussing trauma with other people is very, very therapeutic because then you feel, you don't feel alone. Uh, You are shedding light and love to parts of yourself that are, buried and kind of pushed into the corner and you're doing so with another person where you feel safe and with trauma there's it's usually revolving around feeling unsafe you know so honoring that is naturally going to bring a lot of light to that which then will allow for positive momentum and healing whatever on the other side of vulnerability share things with people that need to be shared a lot of people regret uh, not telling somebody they loved them or being clear about their feelings, or you know, there's a lot of regrets that happen when people die. Why? Say what you have to say. Again, love, as long as you're coming from a loving place, somebody may not feel worthy of what you have to say, or the feelings may not be reciprocated, but that doesn't matter. All that's mattering is that you are honoring what this person means to you. And I Don't obviously I mean this would be an extreme, like that doesn't mean become like a weird crazy stalker and like love on somebody if they don't like you back. I mean, obviously you have to honor boundaries and stuff. That's not what I'm saying. But just allow yourself to kind of express more now. Express your secrets, express your feelings, say the things that you need to say, um, and do so without regret, you know? If discomfort arises as a result at least it's not haunting you at least you said it um and that's beautiful and you're a badass and good for you you know you can only meet people at the capacity that you meet yourself and if you're withholding if you are like lying about certain things you are listening to limiting dialogues present or whatever you can't You can't, like, truly be in a meaningful relationship of any sorts, you know? Don't let fear of rejection prevent you from living your truth. You can work things out with that person or you can work things out with yourself, but this is a big planet with a lot of people and a long history. In a hundred years, nobody's going to care what you said or what you did shit even in five years or one year or a month people may not even remember you know what I'm saying so why stress about it just play my grandpa has always like he doesn't like being seen as weak and as his body has been shutting down That's definitely something that he's had a struggle with because he has just needed more help from people and he's a hard time asking for help. But now that he is letting people in, not really having secrets anymore, like with finances or just with whatever, he's just a lot more open about things. He's making a lot more meaningful connections with various family members. Things feel a lot more effortless because there aren't, like, weird walls there. When he puts walls up, he gets very sarcastic and a bit harsh. And because those walls aren't there, he's not pushing people away. There's a free-flowing energy there where he's just confident and it's kind of like, here I am and present, this is what I got to offer, and that's about all. And that's that's it, take it or leave it, you know, Uh, which is really allowed his interactions with people to feel so much lighter and brighter it's giving him this like newfound sense of confidence in a way which is very interesting number eight treat people with respect and this goes in two directions one my grandpa may be struggling and may need help and may be very slow but if he doesn't want help you don't go in and just help him He's still a human being. He's still a grown adult, you know, that likes to have some sense of independence because that's what makes him happy culturally in the U.S. Independence is something that people value a lot. So especially as you get older, you know, sometimes people don't want to live with family. They prefer to go into like an old person's home or whatever because at least they still feel somewhat independent the same time like if somebody's if somebody's different from you in any way don't speak to them different it's like how people um speak to people from other countries like they speak very slow like they're stupid or something you know it's like why do you do that i mean if they speak another language sometimes you need to Obviously, speak a little bit slower and enunciate so you can communicate effectively. But don't treat people different just because they're different from you. Or if they're disabled in some way, don't treat them any different. They're still a human being. They're still an individual. Don't assume things just because you have a certain way of doing things. They have a different way of doing things, you know? Let them tell you what they need. Don't assume. At the same time, learn from your own patterns and behaviors. How do you approach others? Don't just dislike someone because other people around you do. Don't dislike a certain thing just because other people around you do. Make your own decisions. Don't live at the mercy of other people. You have the freedom here to explore life as you want it so explore it and do so with respect how can you show more love we often fear we talked about this already again we often fear what we don't understand so if somebody that is a little different from you makes you uncomfortable or if something new makes you uncomfortable that's fine it's just because you don't understand it That doesn't mean you should treat it any different or act upon that discomfort. There's a big difference between acting and reacting, you know, and being present in the body enough to be able to not react, but simply acknowledge how you're feeling and move forward with curiosity and play allows you to have an exchange that is rooted in love and understanding, which prevents an unnecessary building of walls. Again, walls are actually separating a part of you from the whole. You are telling yourself that you are not in control, that you are weak, that you whatever. Don't do that. Stand confidently in who you are and approach everybody and everything with love and allow them to show you who they are. And if you don't resonate with that, okay, great. That's fine. You don't have to move forward. But that doesn't mean you, give, you disrespect them, you know? Just turn the other way and let that be it. I've been noticing with my grandpa, uh, because he's, I think I've talked about them before, but they're, he's very Catholic. Uh, and he has said comments to me in the past that have been very hurtful because I'm not Catholic. Things like, you're a 9 in my book, but you'd be a 10 if you were Catholic. You know, it's like stupid things like that, where it's like, seriously, that was really unnecessary. So though he loves me dearly, he's not good at expressing it. And because I am a bit out there for somebody that is very traditional, very religious, I had my hair colored, blue and or turquoise and purple I have tattoos I talk to ghosts I dance like I'm not married yet (laughs) I don't have children you know there's a lot of things that though I live in Los Angeles he is a very old school traditional man and he just doesn't understand like he told me the other day literally like a reminder that like you're not married yet you're kind of a loser, <laughs> which um, <laughs> I don't let it bother me because I know where he's coming from. I know at, at his heart, he has a very good heart and he has a lot of love to offer. But the reason that he isn't unable to make connections with people is because he says things like that. But I know that it's always very surfacey, so it doesn't bother me. Um, And just his and my relationship, for whatever reason, I just... I get his soul and I can be there with him without that stuff having any effect on me. But after he felt like he was dying, you know, the way that he's approached making... Well, one, he's stopped making comments to a lot of people. Um the amount of comments and how he shares them is very different than how it was before. Before if he'd say something, it could be like it could appear or he'd say it in a way that would make it seem like he was joking, like it was a sarcastic joke, but it was very clear that there was some truth and some like anger and like jabbing behind it. Whereas now It is very, like, everything just feels so much lighter. And if he does make a comment like that, it's like literally a joke and he starts cracking up. Uh, There's a twinkle in his eye that happens now. And I think he's beginning to understand that what he says does affect people. And if he takes a bit of control and command of, his mouth and thinks before he speaks he can have some really wonderful conversations and things slip once in a while like that comment about me not being married but he's a lot more self-aware and self-correcting where after making a comment like that like I was actually very impressed after he said that I just laughed and was like well (laughs) I don't know what to tell you here, here we are, you know, and he kind of corrected and was like, well, I do understand that, like, with your upbringing and your parents, like, you, blah, blah, blah. you know, he expressed understanding to my experience that validated my actions, which was a very fascinating thing because he's never done that before. So he's definitely making an effort to understand and kind of, like, shift the way that he interacts with people instead of pointing fingers or like constantly jabbing out it's like wait a second where can I meet how can I meet this person where they are um which is very interesting I don't even remember oh treat people with respect I was gonna say I don't even remember what we're talking about right now (laughs) but that's my story okay number nine listen to your intuition slash trust. Take chances, take risks, and have fun doing them. My grandpa has always played it very safe, very calculated, and I feel in just looking at his life that that has severely limited him uh, because he is a genius. He graduated high school at 16 and immediately went to Stanford at 16. Um, He is a really smart man. But everything is too calculated. And he doesn't know. It's almost like his logic overrides his intuition. He trusts his logic far more. Which I understand coming from him, you know because that's just how he operates. He's got a very engineer mind, so everything will be very mathematical. However, by allowing logic to overpower intuition, you are preventing your inner magic from making magic. Miracles happen when we leave room for magic. Magic. And I feel like he's been very surprised at the sequence of events that have been happening. And I think like the ease in which things have been happening, it's just things are feeling a lot better. And I think it's because he's not applying logic to everything. He's just kind of in the moment, trusting, exploring, just being open to experience, going with the flow and, um, honoring the urges that he has vocalizing more if he has a hunch on something or if he's feeling like something's wrong with somebody like he's he's honoring his hunches more and I think that goes with him also just feeling more confident and like again if you're leaving in a month then why withhold stuff like if you're feeling something just fucking say it you know uh and as he's been doing that more it's allowing more room for trust in himself and in his intuition which has been very fascinating last but not least number 10 honor your story you're here to be you honor your past and how it's gotten to where you are now like Maya Angelou's quote people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel. When you allow yourself the freedom to just be you and honor your corner of experience in this huge universe, you know, honor the magic that is you. It makes things so much more meaningful and allows you to take command of where you are and where you're headed. It allows you to make a difference in people's lives, you know, because you're not just showing up behind a mask, you're showing up as you, and you exist for a reason. You are here for a reason. This is a new experience. So by exploring this new experience, you bring in more new experiences, which is what connection and collaboration is all about. It's about expansion. It's not about copying. It's about expansion, and I feel like that's something that's been giving my grandpa some sense of confidence and ease, because he's not really, like, trying to show up as a certain thing or be a certain type of person or, like, show himself, I don't know, he's, there's no mask when he goes out into the world. He's just like, again, this is who I am, take it or leave it. And by him just honoring that, his sense of humor has gotten so much better, where it's not like that mean sarcastic stuff, but he's actually like, he's said some really funny stuff lately. And I feel like even those around him have been affected. Like my grandma is, oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. There's a lot of shifting happening with my grandma. I don't know if I spoke about this before. But even she is being a lot more vulnerable. Um, She is kind of honoring who she is and where she's been and where she's going from a place that is a lot less emotional, but rather very grounded and in command. Um, It's having an effect on everybody around him. When you align, you give permission, you give everybody permission to do the same. Changing the world starts at you, you know? And it really, like, literally honoring who you are and just showing up as you, just feeling comfortable enough to be naked in that is so powerful. I don't know what it is. It's it's so strange. It's like when you're walking down the street, if you have this, like, moment of deep connection with somebody where you just make eye contact for a second and, like, have a really, like, honest, soul-felt smile, like, that stays with you, you know? It's... It's like, um, I don't know, it's something magnetic about it. It's very interesting. I think because that's naturally where we all are supposed to be, or that's the goal. We all crave for that, you know? So when you have a hint of that, your heart sings as a sign to chase more of that. (laughs) All right, my friends. Well, thank you for listening. I hope these just add a little bit of extra sparkle to your days moving forward thank you for listening as always have a wonderful rest of your week and i will see you i'll talk to you very soon Thank you so much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.